0: Hey, 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 this is Mary at Mary Unapologetic. Here's another awesome podcast that I'm going to be doing with James. We're actually going to be talking about how you actually adopt when you have a business during this time that is like, you know, it's a, it's an unprecedented time that we are in. So James gonna share with us some of the stuff that he had done since this coronavirus started. James, you I hear me? am
1: here. I am here, Mary, and I am all ready for you. And I have been thinking about this all week long, um, with my little differences that I've been making with my business and different protocols, and actually some different marketing things as well that I've been kind of coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's okay with you, I was going to just kind of dive right into it with doing a PDR business and being a a people business. Um, one of my, my first things with, with protocol is I don't ever, like when I accept payment, like I'll collect a check and I'll put it in my truck and, and I have a disinfectant spray and I disinfect it. Um, and then as far as payment with like a credit card, I We'll let them slide it through my square machine, but I'll just write phone okay on it, on the the script. So we're never having that transaction. Um, And then when I have retail customers, I always have, I put, I have them put, it's going to sound silly. I always have them put the remote for their vehicle on the remote for their vehicle, their their keys on the windshield, Mm -hmm. um, just so that they're not handing them to me. I'm not handing it to them. Um, you know, I I wear gloves all the time and I have my mask on of course. And um I, I and actually, you know, one thing Mary that drives me bonkers with my business. What is it? Is is I grew up shaking people's hands. Like I grew up that you, you know, when you're you're doing a business transaction, you shake their hands and you say, "Hey, thank you so much for doing the work. Thank you so much for for doing business with me." I don't shake people's hands anymore. And it drives me crazy because that's what I was taught. Um, you know, growing up, my whole life was always shake, shake somebody's hand when you're working with them.
0: Yeah, because it looks professional too, especially when you're doing a transaction with a customer, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it feels professional. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, hey, normally I shake your hand, but with this weird, with this weird time that's going on, unfortunately I don't. But I just want you to know that, it's not you. It's just how it is right now. We're going to get through this and we can go back to normal.
0: Okay. So you, um, so before I forget, let me just uh, yeah. interrupt you if you don't mind. So yeah. basically, so you let the customer know. Yeah. When you arrive at the customer's home, when you're doing yep. retail, you yep. kind of like notify them. Normally I would shake your hand, but since we're in this pandemic that you wouldn't do that. So you kind no, of like, not. notify. yeah.
1: Yeah, and I kind of, uh, I bring up the elephant in the room. I say, hey. <laughs> What's the elephant in the room? The the elephant in the room is when you're done, you, you know, you go and you shake their hands because that's, to, to me, that's the elephant in the room. Um, mm-hmm. As well as asking for their keys. Hey, normally I just get your keys from you. Can you leave them on the window for me? So I have them um, in case I need them. I have gloves. So I have my masks on as well. And, and everyone has been okay with it. Mm -hmm. um at first it was a little bit weird you know yeah yeah because at first it was like you'd have some people that are very much like oh I know this is real oh this is fake um and I kind of just went neutral with it I'm like you know what if our governor says we need to wear masks let's wear masks let's let's distance ourselves six feet let's do whatever we can to to be in that protocol um but man is it It is just weird, Mary. And I was even thinking about this today. Um, I I took my kids up to the mountains and we went sledding and I was thinking about this while I was up there that if I didn't do all the things that I did last year as far as like the mega media event, changing my website over, um, doing the SEOs, doing more Facebook posts. Presence, yeah. Yeah, just doing these things. I would have been in a world of trouble this last year because I never slowed down, Mary, you know, my, my business, it might've had a, a slow week here and mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. but it never slowed down.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. I'm um, so happy for you. I'm so happy that you're actually, you know, if you follow the program, then you'll be good. And then you just going to have to do, a, you know, more and more as, you know, as you get used to this and you get good at doing business and running it then you're going to add more stuff that's going to better your business.
1: It, it It is. And it keeps coming and coming and coming. And it, it, it comes in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I was even thinking about that as far as like, if I was a new guy, if I was freshly out of school class, whatever, to go um, run their PDR business, you know, it's a lot. Like I see, um, I see people go out as new technicians and they can't go in and shake some uh, you know shop owners hand. they can't like really they can leave them business cards, but it's not it's not the same effect. So you know we have to be marketing to people. We have to target these shops. We have to be on Yelp and on Facebook and on Google and Instagram and youtube and and all of these avenues because you know what, what who I think we were talking to somebody, yeah, we were talking to in our group on Thursday. And they said, like, before the pandemic, you can market them, like, what was it, five times or six times? And now it's like they have to see you 12 times before they'll do business with you. Do you so, remember so that? The,
0: that? Yeah, yeah. the, more, the more you see the, the company name, the more, you know, the exposure out there. Is that what you mean? Yeah the, the more exposed, like, yeah. the more you have exposure out there. Basically, the way it works is that the more exposure you have out there, the more you're going to, like, reach more customers Yeah. Well, um, my take on this, I mean, I, I understand. Okay. So you're talking about marketing since we're actually on this, um, uh, topic now, the marketing part, I think at one point I was like thinking, I'm like, I'm seeing some businesses or some, you know, like business owners or some people that they just, um, you know, they, they, they want to do mar- marketing, but they don't know how to go about it or they don't know how they're going to execute it, right? Yeah. So f- so for me, when, when I'm like looking around or like observing, I'm like, huh, some of these people, they just like, you know, I mean, like for example, I'm going to give an example, okay? Go for it. This is um, what I have experienced. When I answer the phone, you know how many telemarketing calls I get, including Google, you know? So they'll like, you know, so some of these um, marketing companies will call me and try to sell their products or try to sell their service. And I'll be like, okay. And so there's one particular one and I'm not going to name who it is. They'll be like, hey, we want to improve your presence on the Internet so you'll get more customers. And I'm like, oh, that sounds all good to me. But the more I ask questions, the more I realize that okay, this is a sales pitch. It's not, you yep. know, it's it's not really like they know how to do it because it's not, you know, not everyone will have the same knowledge. Not everyone will, will be an expert on social media marketing or even how to you know, dominate the internet, okay? So not everyone will will be the same. That's what I'm saying. We are all different, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so I'm like, oh, this is like a sales pitch. We do our own marketing. And right. and I'm like, hey, I got a, call, a phone call and they promised me that if I uh, give them the time of the day just to listen to their presentation or to whatever they need to, you know, say to me as far as, you know, them trying to uh, get us to dominate the internet, they said they're gonna do this this and this and that and then mike and i will be sitting mike said nope they're not they don't know what they're doing and i said i thought so because I, it's kind of like you know i saw like a little uh like a red flag you know that when you ask them a question directly it's, it's almost like you know when you have a conversation with someone if and then you ask the questions and if they are good at what they said they're good at they have they would have an answer for everything and you know that they're not gonna beat around the bush and they're not gonna pretend. But if they don't know what they're doing, they're just gonna like beat around the bush and not go directly to the point. You know what I'm saying?
2: To answer your questions.
0: Yeah, so I'm just like, huh. So that's when I realized that even the calls that we get on the phone that they said that they're gonna help us dominate the internet, you know, as far as uh, advertising, you know, digitally, I'm just right. like, I'm, so, you know, I'm kind of like hesitant. I'm not going to take their word, f- you know, for it. I usually do my due diligence and, you know, kind of like research the person, you know, or the company to see if what they're saying is actually true. Now, that's me. I notice that it's like I'm seeing it more and more from people that when somebody approached them or maybe they receive a phone call that they don't do the, their due diligence. They're just like going to take people's word for it. And that's right. not the right way to do it. You know what I mean?
1: Well, well and sometimes we don't know, um, you know, as business owners, we don't, you know, we don't know, we don't know the right way. And I, I agree. And it's, it's funny you say that Mary, because it's, it's kind of two-sided. Like I, I completely agree that people don't do their due diligence and they don't really look into things like they should but then I also see the other side of it that sometimes and I agree like like Yelp and Google like I've never gotten good customers out of Yelp but I know you guys get phenomenal customers out of Yelp um so for my market I'm like I I don't I don't want to do Yelp because my market is a circle to the bottom mm-hmm. on Yelp so mm-hmm. I to to me it's like well I I know I I, I remember Mike did a podcast And he was talking about spending, I'm just going to say it was a thousand bucks. I don't remember exactly what it was, but Uh I remembered it. It it sounded like a lot, but it really wasn't. Um, And in my market, I'm like, man, I I wouldn't want to spend a thousand bucks on on Yelp, for example, because I've never gotten good customers out of it. Uh I've always kind of gotten bottom of the barrel, looking for the cheapest cheap, cheap, you know, the quality's delete. The like they're not going after quality. They're not going after. They're just going after price, and and that's my market too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Of course, every market's different. Um, but like I wouldn't know that unless unless living it, unless doing it for a while. So it's that that's such a like a, a evolved question because there's so many different variations. Well, like it's, okay. maybe
0: maybe maybe for some folks in our industry, they may or may not know this. I have noticed everyone suddenly is like oh okay I have you know some background in or I have attended f- f- a few um seminars so now yeah. they're they're saying oh I can now talk about marketing what they don't know is marketing is is an ever evolving in the, you know um it is. the industry it's like it the, first of all there's so many variables it's not just it's not just like, Oh, okay. What works for me would work for you. Yep. You, the, the the things that, uh, that I don't hear from people when they preach about marketing or, Hey, I'm going to help you with your marketing problem. You hire me this and this and that. And sometimes, you know, uh, People won't even mention it because they don't know anything about it. If you really truly know how to do marketing because you have studied it and because you have not just studied it like, you know, by going to one seminar, two seminars, three seminars or read a book about it. Marketing really is about understanding a lot of variables, you know, make sure right now we're in the digital world. So Uh social media, free advertising, that's, you you know, that's good marketing right there. you know, your website, that's obviously that's marketing right there. Then your, um, when I mentioned that, make sure that your website's up to par. Like what I told you about the uniqueness, you know what I'm saying? Okay.
1: So that counts. uh, You know what? It's funny you say that because I had to schedule an appointment to get my work truck, my truck worked on. Mm -hmm. And I was, I I was so fed up with how like their, this, this, this company's like mobile website was mm-hmm. that I went to somebody else mm-hmm. because it, I, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, I'm always on my phone like this. I need, I need the phone version,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. uh,
1: but keep going, keep going. I'm sorry. For, I just, it, you're, you're right on that though. If it's not up to par, they're going to leave. And, and I'm prime example. Well, like I for, one customer.
0: Yeah. Like for example, I don't remember what it was that I'm doing with my cousin. We were looking for something and then we went on the website and the website was so busy, and the ones that you know, the information that we we were looking for, I couldn't even find. And I'm good at researching. This is my, this is my, you know, my expertise. You know, like research, research, research. You know, stuff like. So so I love that your gift. I love that. <laughs> so, I love that. That's your gift. So I'm trying to research the information that we need in this website. I go like yeah. the homepage. Couldn't find it. I'm like. It's like we can't find the stuff that we should be finding on the first page of your website. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have the important information on the first page of your website, people are going to get tired and just move on to the next. My point is your website and your social media when you're doing your marketing and also the, the biggest thing that people miss and when they preach about marketing, but they don't know how important demographic is. What would work in, in my area would not work probably in your area because it's different culture. Remember we're talking about different cultures before different cultures, you know, and remember I told you sometimes city to city even have different cultures. Like what's the culture where I'm living at is different than LA or in San Francisco or probably in Santa Barbara, you know, and, and the California culture is different than Oregon. Or, oh. or Texas. So sure. you have to know your target audience by knowing your demographic. So yeah. if you don't know about that and you're just trying to do marketing as far as, oh, you want to do social media marketing, well, what do you think you're doing? You don't have a specific target, you know what I mean? You're not targeting specific uh, audience, so you're just... Mm-hmm kind of like generalizing it, then you're kind of wasting your time because you just don't know what's going to stick and what's not going to stick.
1: right? Yeah, it's kind of like the shotgun effect versus like a sniper effect. Or no, that's a bad <laughs> analogy. That's a, that's a terrible analogy. Never mind. I'm I, I mean going to do better with that analogy. Uh, um, but it, it it it's such a broad, you know, because you, you could be marketing, you could be well let's say you, you put a post up on Facebook and um and it's just a generic post, but it's not targeting, you know, the your ideal client. And and there's something that was said that like you can't help everyone. Everyone is not your customer, but if you can start to to know what your customers look like, how they act, how their their spending habits are, sometimes even what their income are, um and you can start to like dissect it and be like, okay, I, I really like this customer, this customer, and this customer. They relate to me very well. I relate to them very well. It's a smooth tr- transaction. Um, I, I can't agree with you more on that, on the, like the demographics and figuring out your customer because that I see so many people in not just our industry, but every industry that they just say, I want everyone to be my customer. Well, you can't service everyone. You can't help everyone. Let's pick your customer and let's help those customers.
0: Okay, so let me ask you something, James. You must have read this somewhere, or somebody must have told you something that.
1: Yeah, I have you know. been, and and I like everyone, Mary. I, I like if somebody you know if somebody sends a a tra- like a a request on Yelp or Facebook or uh. my website, I'm gonna respond. Okay. But I have also been finding, you know, I'll always respond to whoever reaches out to me. But I have been finding that there are certain, um, you know, demographics that I, I really work good with. You know, I really work good with um, very professional business owners. I really work very good with shop owners, um, other business owners. I think I said that already. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of have a certain not demographic but i i really can relate to those customers just because of my busy lifestyle the family the kids I, and even that you know um where sometimes like like let's say like right now in this age, age i don't think i could go to a car club and get work because there's not there's none going on and usually car club people want to work on their own vehicles
0: you, okay, so your, your outlook so is I, different. The, what I'm trying to say is that your outlook and the way you're understanding this whole thing is different than the way I'm seeing it. You know what I mean? Um,
1: I don't think it is. I think I'm just on a different spectrum. Okay. I wouldn't even say a different level. I'm just had a different spectrum. I I guess lately for me, I've been trying to hone in who my customers are, who my clients are, just so I can better service my clients um so i've been trying to vary like not narrow down like everyone but just laser point this is the clients i want this is the customers i want this is the relationships i want and growing off of those instead of doing i don't want to say shotgun but the shotgun effect of where it just kind of goes everywhere uh-huh. So but that's me- that's S- been my business lately too though
0: okay um so let me ask you something. When you're trying to figure out your target audience, what do you go by? You know what I mean? I mean, how, give me an example, like in your area. Yeah. Uh, you know, just for me to see if you're, you know, if you're going in the right direction, if you don't mind. So anyways, no. let's say in your area. Okay. You're, mm-hmm. you, yep. how do you, how do you understand your target audience?
1: so I've been trying to do more of a target audience of having stuff that isn't more and more in common with me. Um, so that if I have a customer it's it's going to take me a second to, to really have this effect, Mary, but I want customers that I can have a, I don't want to say a good relationship with, but I want to have a good relationship with my customers, have a good transaction. Um, So of course I'm going to go after every, every customer, anybody Mm -hmm. that comes across my anybody that comes across, you know, my Yelp, my Facebook, my Google, whatever business, I'm going to relate to those people and I'm going to try to find those things. But I think for me, I've been really trying to narrow down better customers. And And that might be a better analogy. It's not just any customers, but, but better customers. Well, So like the demographic, there's certain areas that um, have higher disposable income for me Uh in in Oregon. Uh So I kind of like to go after those areas a little bit more. Not that the other people, it's not important to them. But I've noticed that if there's more disposable income, they seem to be a lot more, yeah, let's get this fixed. Let's get this done. Let's get this taken care of. And then they also see my website they also see my facebook page they also see the amount of money i've invested with my truck my tooling my my logos and they they value it a little bit more
0: so okay so you the way you said that and or the way you explained it okay i'm kind of like getting the picture picture now of how you're approaching this so yes you are on the right track so like what you said there's a certain part in your area that you know, has more disposable income, therefore they're more willing to take care of their cars and spend the money as far as the repair, right? The PDR repair. As far as and and you did, you know, one of the stuff I like that you said is that look, I want everyone to be my, you know, my customers. But probably only a few or or some percentage of them will be willing to spend the money that
1: well, yeah, and it's also kinda like that analogy, like if you're on an airplane and you need the oxygen, you know, you need to take care of yourself first, and then take care of, you know, whoever's next to you. It's the same thing with business. If you're not taking care of your business first, you know, you can't help somebody else's business. And if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also kind of found, and it, and I feel like a jerk saying it, and it's not intended to sound like a jerk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, usually the the customer's that they they can't afford it or they don't want to afford it. I think it's, they don't want to afford it. Um, have you ever heard the analogy like, um, what is it? It goes like all can, some will, but most won't. So everyone can get their cars fixed. Everyone, you know, everyone can get their dent fixed. Um, and some of them will, but all of them could.
0: I haven't heard of that, no.
1: Oh my gosh, I need to I'm going to send you that because that is <laughs> um it, it, it is a group I did. Um it's it's called the Habit Finder group that is Paul Blanchard and um and it it was kind of it's in that theory where it's like How did you find this could...
0: group? Is it like something that you said you did this like 2 years ago or is it a year ago?
1: It was a year ago and and I found it um online and okay. I found it with the, like a whole bunch of people that I I don't want to say idolized, but I was like looking up to him. Like, wow, I would like a business like there. There's, are I you talking about that. in
0: our industry? Like, you know, um, the just people, or people
1: just just okay. business owners. Okay, like, just as a business owner, I'm like, man, that's a really charismatic business owner, or that's a really successful business owner, or they at least seem that way. Uh-huh. Um, and so I started following what what kind of groups they're in, who are they working with, why are they working um with those people and mm-hmm. I found Paul Blanchard and and it's called the a Habit Finder group and, and that's who taught me like the like everyone can, some will but most won't. So I'm not It's know, it's I, all you know
0: it it almost sounds like what Mike used to say. Hey, I can like preach to you of what you should do, but are yeah. you really gonna do it? So that's what everyone yeah. needs to ask. I think you know, I mean it's almost like it's the same thing right but it's like worded differently because the way because the way we're looking at it is that we can i can preach to people this is what i've noticed you know i'm like you know what i created this podcast because i want to spread um positive stuff out there you know like as well as um empowering people and i even shared how i you know how i can multitask as well as work at my full capacity in order for me to get a lot of things done so I'm like sitting here and I'm thinking I could be preaching about this to people, but if they're really not absorbing it and understanding that, hey, I should try to be doing something like what Mary is doing. So that way I can be very, very productive and I can like get a lot done like Mary. But if no one is really making that effort or even the first step of trying to do it. They're really not gonna make any difference in their lives. You know what I'm saying? So I can preach and preach and preach if but if no one's gonna take my advice Yeah. Then it's like nothing. You know what I mean? It's like you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, it is. And and you know what, Mary? It's uh can I have like a two minute tantrum on this? Oh, you <laughs> topic. <laughs> okay, two minute
2: tantrum, start now.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So I I agree with you because I tell people all the time, like, hey, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to eat healthier, if you want to do these things, you know, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And I can give you a step by step guide Uh on how to do that. Right. Uh Like business, marketing, eating healthier, whatever it is. Right. Uh Um, And I have found over the years that most people will get like one or two percent of whatever I'm saying. okay So. So I found that like, like I'll have people that they'll pick up one thing and they'll, and, and I, I'm, I love that they picked up one thing or they changed one habit or they, they switched one little thing and like, you, you kind of sit there and you go, but what about all the other stuff I told you? They're but like, we so didn't bored. get
0: to it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and you sit there and it's like the, the pain thing, like say you have, a a, a bad moment in your childhood. I um, mean, let's say like you, you fell off your bike when you were and you you got hurt, so you remember falling off your bike, getting hurt, you remember that pain, but you don't remember all the like millions of or thousands of miles you rode on your bike and enjoyed it um to so mary when when you preach this stuff, you got to start remembering all the all the good moments, the beautiful things like and and people pick up stuff that well, maybe
0: well i might i mean I might, but here's the thing people i people it's just um funny in a way where you can preach and then you can even tell the positive outcome that came with it. But then whether they take my advice or not, I don't know. But, you know, if I will have a conversation with that person again, or if I see that person again, or if I, you know, if I revisit the conversation that we had, Mm -hmm. and then I find out that they didn't do anything about it, then I'm like, wow. I just wasted my breath trying to preach something to them that will, you know, change their lives and they really didn't do anything about it. So sometimes I sit here, I'm like, what's the point? You know, only certain people will actually take the time to process it and think about equally and then say, I'm going to make a change today to better me. And then maybe it might change my whole outlook in life and if if so then you know what it's better for me only few people because people are creatures of habit whether it's a bad habit or a good habit that's why I told you from my previous podcast that I try to practice good habits from the get-go so that way when I do it repeatedly you know to me it's just like a a a, you know like a habit now right the good habit becomes a habit so i'm not even like thinking oh i gotta change that bad habit so this is what i also preach to my family because i'm like if you just do this you know practice good habits all the time next thing you know it's just part of your life you know what i mean
1: i i wish we did a video one on this one because i'm like shaking my hands going like was wrong with you? yeah sister <laughs> like, I, 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 you you're right um you are so right on that, and it's it's so amazing how um we so go I, in I we go
0: into this topic from starting from this topic and then go on to the next one, so we're going yeah. back to marketing and the navigating the business, don't worry, we have about thirty three more minutes we're gonna go back to that, but uh, these are the stuff, stuff that
1: I, I i have a friend that was um he. He wasn't money troubled, but he he always sat there and he's like, I don't know if I'm making money. He's like, I never seem to have money on the weekend. And um, maybe he's spending he's like, more. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and he's like, you know, he would go do side jobs. And he's like, it's like, I'm like, well, you know, so one day we sat down and I like I instilled with him. I'm like, OK, I'm going to say his name. too. I'm like, Joel, you, you got to write down every dollar you make and every dollar you spend. I was like, if you write down every dollar you make every day, so you know, I was like, yeah, you get a paycheck, but you don't really know until you get your paycheck. You, you need to know how much money you're actually making and how much money you're spending. Like if you get a side budget. job, yeah. r- write that side job down. If you take your kids out for dinner, write that down. Even if you go get a cup of coffee for $3, write it down so that you know where it's going. And like that. That was the turning point in my business, Mary. Actually, you, you're going to laugh about this. Is I started writing down when, how okay. much I made. When? When did you day. do this? So this was about two years seven, ago. eight years ago. Oh, seven yeah. eight years ago. Okay. And I had a inside out coach at the time, uh-huh. and and he, you know, because I I had the same problem. I was like. Like, Tyler, I don't know if I'm making money or if I'm losing money or if I'm spending money. And and I don't keep a track of, like, how much I make, uh-huh. like, collecting my check. I yeah. make a tally of, like, how much did I produce today? You so, know, every, it, it is my habit to this day.
0: Good, good. That's good. You know why I ask you, like, when yeah. did you do this or when did you realize that you need to know what's coming in, what's going out? Because I thought it was just two years ago, but when you said it was seven years ago, and the fact that you hired a life coach, because I can, I can tell that maybe you're kind of like had no direction in the past and you needed to find somebody to kind of point you to the right direction. But the smartest thing to do, I mean, I commend you on this, is hiring a life coach, especially if you know that you're all over the place. So that way it will give you insights on how to be a little bit of being organized. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so seven years ago you learned to do this and then you and, gave and this you know, advice to your friend like what seven years yeah. ago too
1: no i gave him this advice two years ago Two years ago and it it comp- he actually proposed to his girlfriend today it completely changed changed his life it yeah it completely changed his outlook on money it changed his, and it was the tiniest little habit yes like it was just just tiny tiny habit and he's like i know how much money i make i know how much money i save He's like I have a savings. He even said the other day he's like, I save more money now mm-hmm. than I ever would have fathomed in my life having and and actually I was gonna let you know Mary is having these talks with you. I've worked on my organization because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not a perfect business owner. Mm-hmm. I am not a perfect person and like I remember we did the last one we did we talked about organization, about how organized you were with the kids. Mm-hmm. with mike at night and doing that so you might not see it every day but you've helped me with my life
0: oh thank you changes. i'm so glad
1: and, you know and, and it was funny because i we talked i think it was monday or tuesday wednesday i listened to this audio book and listened to another one and then i came home and i reorganized uh, so many little things that it was silly like I don't reorganize so many little things that it doesn't seem like it makes a difference but Mary it it made a huge difference with me and I don't know I wish I could tell you like exactly what point it was so mm-hmm. that I could be like this is what you changed mm-hmm. but just the the conversations helped and I know they help other people um I just wish we knew what we helped them with because we don't
0: I always you know I'm just always positive about things that I know somewhere out there, you know, that actually listen to this podcast, it, yeah. it's helping them, whether it's in Asia, whether it's in United States, whether it's in Europe, you know, I know that it will help someone, right?
2: Oh yeah. It yeah. will. Yeah. yeah.
0: It Cause someone out there will be able to relate with this kind of problems you probably had in the past, you know, trying to be organized. And,
1: and, and I'm still not very organized. Like, well, well, no, that. well,
0: here's the thing, James, it's a work in progress, you know, and this yeah. is what I this is what I tell anyone, including um, my family, that as long as we're alive, we're always the smartest thing to do. I'm going to rephrase that. And I stopped because I said I'm going to rephrase it. The smartest thing to do in your life is to always learn about something and to, and whether that's, you know, being organized or whether that's, you know, learning how to communicate better or how to, um, understand people better rather than judging. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So we are always a work in progress and we have to, that's why, that's how, you know, that you're growing as a person when you're changing things little by little, and the only time, and I, this is what I, you know, I'm going to go one step ahead too here. And the only time we're going to stop working on ourselves is when we're dead. Yeah. I mean, there's, yep. you know, our job on Earth's done. You know what I mean?
1: Well, <laughs> I, you know, I, I joke that that's going to be the only thing I'm ever on time for is, is dying. Like that's my, I'm going to be right on time for that. That's the only thing. <laughs> um, but so, no, it. it it, it is so true because like, you, you know, we're always working, we're always, and it's weird how like sometimes the littlest changes can just, well, um, I think I told you this before, like the small hinges move big doors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, we're just, those little changes are big, yeah. are little hinges moving big doors. Yeah, yeah. um
0: Yep, that's how it goes. Yeah. You know, in life, we just always have to uh, improve ourselves, you know, to better ourselves by finding out what's out there and because times change too, yeah,
2: you know, I mean right oh, now what
0: the time change, technology change, people change, yep. we have to evolve. If you're not evolving in this case this year, we have to adapt and we have to change our, you know, sometimes business model or the way we do things in our business. If you, oh, if yeah. you don't know how to do that because we're rigid and we are, you know, we are stubborn to change for the better, then we're not going to be successful. So we have to keep constantly moving and learning and changing.
1: And it's being uncomfortable too. Yeah. Like that uncomfortable of change. Well, see, I'm- that's
0: the thing. The stuff that I learned actually, um, I always use my, you know, the people that I met or my teachers, you know, people that have yeah. really, you know, made a, an impact in my life. One of my teachers told me that change actually is not a, popular thing that people do they are the the reason why it's not it's because change is unknown to us we don't know that if we change what would be the outcome and the fact that change scares people they don't want to change and because they don't want to change then sometimes time leave them behind or they never can solve problems because they're very, very stubborn about accepting change. But that's why my uh, my teacher said, when you know that change is inevitable, then just embrace it. Try to understand it because the reason why we don't welcome it with open arms is because we don't know what it is. But if you know a lot about the things that you're supposed to change then you're going to probably embrace it more and it's not going to be f- fearful of it
1: it's it's hard to not and i and i say this mary like i i agree with you because like i know even for me i fear change but i love change because whenever i've changed in the past mm-hmm. like like i i know I'm just going to go with, with with my business. If, if Well, not.
0: actually, this is a perfect example. You know, when the pandemic happened, people were shocked. Oh, shoot. What are we going to do? You know, especially the lockdown. I, I'm more of like, I got to start working, you know, extra hours here. What do I need to do for my business? How am I going to take yeah. it to another level? So I was embracing it, but I saw it in a lot of people. They're very angry about it. They're very... Uncooperative, you know they don't want to. Scared. Well, because they're scared. That's the underlying reason. Because they're scared. But they're resisting the change, and then because they're resisting it, it's frustrating them. It's making them angry, and then they're not thinking clearly anymore because now they're focused on that, and then their emotions tied in tied in with that. So let's go back. uh, So let's go back to your business. Let's go back to your business. Okay. Okay. So, um, th- give me the example because this is what we're supposed to be talking about the nav, you know, navigating through this um, coronavirus so, crisis. So, what change did so, you do?
1: So, I know that I I did small little changes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, and that was you know I I wore my mask, I wore my gloves, mm-hmm. I I had the protocol of like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna shake your hand. Yeah, I kind so of I I started bringing up the elephant in the room of Mm -hmm. of changers because it's it's changing you know it's Uh it it is and our world's changing again yes um and we're not going to be able to do the things that we did beforehand as far as you know go just little things um but I, i know that if i didn't change in the past mary if i didn't do all those changes uh-huh. like if i didn't have my inside out coach if i didn't uh-huh. do my habit finder sign practice, up with us
0: with the mega you know mega media yeah. if you didn't do all yeah. of that it wouldn't prepare you and for this right
1: that's where i was going to or mm-hmm. even like doing the, the war room group with you guys mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't have had the the expertise and like that like change is uncomfortable change mm-hmm. is just and i don't know why i i i i've the older I get, the more I embrace change, because the more you're hanging I love... out with
0: Mary, that's why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I, I no, like... I'm
0: just kidding. You know, I'm just kidding. I, I like to hang I know, kid around sometimes. I,
1: uh, I, I like what change does. But mm-hmm. you're right. You know, it's the unknown. We don't know what mm-hmm. life's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, a business isn't guaranteed. You know, every day we have to go and embrace it and change. And the people that are, are changing, that they are Getting out of their comfort zones right now Mm -hmm. are the people that are going to be wildly successful Mm -hmm. because if the pandemic goes away or stays, business is going to go on in certain ways. You know, it doesn't matter who got elected because business needs to go on.
0: Business is going to go on. But basically the way I understood it, if the virus mutated, that means it's evolving. And if it's evolving, it'll thrive more. Then it'll be around longer. Does so that make sense? It,
1: it does make sense. And that's kind of where we have to go, you know, at what, you know, doing the different protocols, doing the the changes with our business so that we can. Um, so I don't know how, like in, in California, like, so I don't feel like my business is a necessity, like a necessity or what's that word? Oh, uh, what's the, uh, what's the word that like the required businesses? Um it's going to come to me later tonight, Mary, and I'm going to feel so, t- <laughs> I'm going to feel so silly. Um, but, you know, like our, our business, like, I don't feel like us fixing dents is a life or death kind of a business.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but, I but, know but you shouldn't they... look at
0: it that way. So I'm going to, no, 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 no. well, um, because
1: wait, wait, hold up on. on the other side of that, though, like one of my good friends on Friday went and repaired a dent at a body shop mm-hmm. that they could not get a door for three or four months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, we we cannot get a door for three or four months, brand new car. Mm-hmm. So we are essential for that. That's so the word
0: like, you're talking about, essential. Yep. That's the word you can yep. remember. Okay.
1: Um. So, like, do I feel like, you know, as, as a PDR technician or a business owner, are we, like, super essential? No, that's kind of a gray area. But I feel like we're essential to our customers. Mm-hmm. Um. So we, you know, we're essential to that body shop. We're essential to the soccer mom that needs her car to look good so she can drop off her kids, like we're essential in that way. So we have to adapt and we have to change with our customers and our our business right now. We we have to be like embracing these changes. Like you know, if if me putting on a mask and saying, "Hey, I can't shake your hand," is what I need to do to help the virus go away and still stay in business, I'm I'm gonna do it. You have, um,
0: yeah, you have to. You know what i mean like like for those people who let's say who who have a shops or who have offices you have to think about safety first right because if your employees or if you're sick or if you're you know if whatever if some of you guys are sick the the, the business is not going to run you know what i'm saying uh-uh. no one's going to run the business and it's not going to run as smooth as as smooth as it should be in business we are practicing safety. So you got to let your customers know that, hey, this is the protocol. This is, this is our new guidelines as far as yeah. keeping all of us safe. And if the customers know that this is your uh, procedure, we're doing this um, coronavirus, you know, like an unprecedented time that we are in, they're going to oh, embrace wow. that and they're going to like it because it's like, uh, it's a peace of mind for them, Right.
2: Yeah, it's so, structure.
0: Yeah. And then the, the second thing that we decided to do right away, you know, is like communicate with our customers. Because if yeah. we're not communicating with our customers, how would they know whether you're open or not? So we communicated with our customers, you know, whether that's through our social media or or other means, the best thing to do is to communicate with your customers. I don't know if, if other companies... Uh, keep track of who their customers are. I don't know if you do that, but you should.
1: I, I do that and I try to keep a CRM of all my customers. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I like to, I like to know who my customers are, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, well, like that was one thing. I, so I've always gone with like the notion of like, I would like a business that has like 35% of retail, 35% of wholesale and like 30% like body Body shop stuff mm-hmm. because I I like having the mixture so like when the pandemic first started all my car lots stopped they dried up they were frozen
2: mm-hmm.
1: nobody was doing anything at car mm-hmm. lots but my wholesale body shop and my retail customers were way way up mm-hmm. so I never I never slowed down and then like mm-hmm. right now car lots are going crazy and some of the retail customers are a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. It's the week before Christmas. So so it's kind
0: of like they take turns. You know, we talked about this. I know some of the folks in our industry in, you know, which is the PDR industry have talked about, oh, I'm switching more into retail. But then I'm like, I'm more like, I would like to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So if a little bit of that is slow, then a little bit of this is probably going to like get me through this slow season. Right.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I get what you mean, you know, I mean, people might not approach it that way. But you know what? That's what, you know, that's what they like to do. But for well, me, this, this, you know, the way I look at it, it's smart to do it this way. Like what you're doing, you know what I mean?
1: I live mm-hmm. my business with an abundance, you know, an abundance mindset that there's always mm-hmm. going to be more work, that mm-hmm. there's always going to be more and, and I can give us, give freely, freely and do so much because I have an abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why me and you click so well is we both have an abundance mindset and we both want to see other people thrive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's okay to to say no to somebody and it's okay to fire somebody. I know that's <laughs> terrible to, to <laughs> say, but, but you know that that's great for somebody on this podcast that's listening. You know, I remember I, I had a time that I had a customer that never paid me on time, was always a struggle to get paid. Was always just you know belittling my service. And oh no, you don't I, want that. You know, and I lost that customer, and my business like doubled overnight. I didn't double overnight, well, but it felt like it the, because that stress was gone.
0: Yeah, well, the stress was gone, and I'm um, I'm a firm believer of uh, attracting positive positive energy. That's why I try to just put a, put out there positive energy because I believe yes. in karma. The biggest oh, thing yeah. that people should, rem- should know and remember is like karma. You do, you do bad things to people, it will come back to you. Not probably in the same form, in a different form, but believe it or not, it will come back to you. So that's why I'm always like upfront. I'm always like um, um, uh, straightforward. Well, upfront and straightforward is the same, but honest, you yeah. know what I mean? And conduct your business with good business ethic you know what i'm saying so that way because you know good you know good vibes gonna come back to you but oh yeah but another thing that i you didn't mention that i thought we you know i'd mention now is um updating your listings did you update your listings when i say updating your listings, it's like the google business google business listing you know you gotta i
1: did not
0: so those are the stuff i i don't know because um because when you're uh, when you're putting social media advertisement out there, you still well that could be part of it too. If you have a social media advertising, you know. But I think with the Google business listing is that, um, you know how it will say, "Oh, okay, this is our shop." See, that's the thing. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to uh, relate sometimes because uh, we have a shop and you're mobile. But yep. for those people that do have offices and shops, yeah, you have to update your business listings because sometimes I would like check a business to see if they're open during this coronavirus especially during the um the lockdown you know cuz we I don't know if they're open for takeout you know as far as yeah. restaurants you know what i mean so i will check check it on google and then it'll say oh open but then you yeah. know i call them and then sometimes you know it will just ring and ring and ring forever so that will give me hints that hey they're closed yeah. during this lockdown and the fact that they didn't update their business listings. So it's kind of like confusing. I wasn't sure whether they're open or not.
1: Which kind of boggles my mind because those people put their whole livelihood into their businesses. And it's their baby. Like, why didn't they
0: They probably forgot. That? They probably and, forgot.
1: And I, and I get it too, though, if you're living in fear of like, mm-hmm. oh, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm people do weird, crazy things mm-hmm. and, um, you know, having a strong mindset, like the abundance mindset, um, just, yeah. They it's probably fabulous. forgot even,
0: even now, you know, um, so we open up one in, in the summer and then we've yeah. gone reverse back because we have, you know, surgeon cases here. So I'm yeah. going to like, like with the restaurants again, when I want to order takeout, I usually call them you know, I mean, I learned my lesson. I usually call them because if I don't call them and I just decided to go there thinking that they have a a dine-in or even if they're open for takeout and it turns out that they're closed, then I just wasted my trip going over there even if it's just, you know, me trying to order something, right? So I usually call them because sometimes, you know, of all this chaotic thing that's happening, you know, between opening and, you know, opening opening up and closing our business it's like we forget the details
1: yes and you know actually you you talking about like um you wasting your time going to like a restaurant yeah that would be a very good topic to have as far as like a a pdr guy you know a business owner trying to minimize their time being wasted
0: yeah well it's driving
1: to a job or or going to
0: Places. I'm talking about, like for example, if you have something that is listed there on the internet and you didn't update that, and a customer is wondering, "Hey, I wonder if they're open, or, or I wonder if uh, they're still doing business." So, yeah. if a customer is smart, they'll call, right, to find right. out. But sometimes they'll just assume, "Oh, they won't even bother calling your number because they're assuming you're close during the pandemic, yeah. especially the first lockdown that we had, when we had that national lockdown, nobody yeah. knows anything. All they heard was, Hey, we have a lockdown and no one's supposed to be out doing business. Yeah. So You know what I mean? So you got, oh, yeah. so, so at that time I'm like, okay, well we got to let our customers know that we're still open. We're still operating because if we don't, then they're just going to be guessing and, and not everyone's the same they may or they may not call the business yeah yeah so and,
1: and i don't like guessing <laughs> Mary, i don't know about you but i the, like the older I, I like to i i can't break rules but i like to bend rules so like knowing you know calling yeah. to know if they're open i, I like that i mm-hmm. like doing everything that you can to like better yourself or better that mo- that moment
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. And then you said that, um, you did something with your marketing. So you adjusted your marketing
1: I as far as your ad
0: campaigns or your marketing? Did you adjust that? I just
1: kept pushing them. Okay. I just kept going with them Uh and I, I definitely started just kind of go through like, cause with you know, we had the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We had a, a, a crazy election year. Mm-hmm. We had a leap year this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, everyone had a crazy busy year this year. Everyone had a crazy busy twenty twenty, mm-hmm. or it was crazy. So I really just kind of kept not I laser pointing. You know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Google words. I'm gonna do my Facebook stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my website. I'm gonna do my SEO. I'm gonna keep handing out business cards. I'm gonna keep Just doing everything I could in the universe to keep to keep yourself busy. Yeah, to keep yourself busy. Okay, and thriving.
0: Thriving. Okay. You Um, know what, James? We are an hour into this podcast. I think this topic requires part two. I have more that we could, you know, that we can talk about on this. So I, I figured, why don't we break it in two, like part one and part two.
1: Yeah. And I would love to do that. Because- Folks, we're freaking, it. We're, we're
0: actually figuring it out as it's happening. So, but anyways, this is, this yeah. is how we roll. You know, it's just it like, is. you know, this is how we roll. Um, I mean, yes, we do plan stuff, but then something like this, because we, we have covered so much on this topic that there's so much to this, that we're going to actually take it to, uh, to the second podcast for part two
2: let's do it yeah let's
0: okay folks we're gonna you know stay tuned for part two because this episode is so i don't know it's just so much in it right james
1: I, there is so much that we covered and i don't even feel like we and we, we got into it
0: yeah we didn't even finish it so stay tuned for part two and we're coming back on Let's see here. We're going to take a break, holiday break, and we're probably going to come back on January 12th. Okay, dokes. Good night. All
1: right. Thanks, Mary.
2: Okay, bye.